Bermuda's best music mix. Ocean 89, a service of Bermuda Broadcasting. It's time to mind your business with Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder. Brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. It sure does each and every Thursday, but Jamila's not with us today. We'd like to welcome to the program for the first time, I think, his co-host, Deshaun Simmons, Assistant uh, Communications and Development Officer at the BEDC. Deshaun, we're going to have a good time. It's a promise. And joining us today, David Thomas, as I mentioned, Assistant Experience Development Manager at the BTA. So we got David and Deshaun. Welcome, guys. Whose business and what business are we minding today? How are you guys doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to join you guys for the first time. Um, so yeah, we have David Thomas uh, from the BTA. Uh, but D- David, if you just want to introduce yourself and what you do at the BTA. Sure. I'm actually on as the experience manager uh, with the focus in sports at this point. Um, I've transitioned over from having a, a more integral role on the arts and cultural side of things um, and now shouldering a bit more on the sports side. Um, then our sales team does a wonderful job that they do in selling Bermuda um, to many of the groups that look to come to the island, uh, there's a handover to me, and I uh, sort of project manage those groups when they are on island. Okay, nice, nice. It's been a good role so far, you think, bringing bring in that kind of program and stuff to the island? Yeah, I'd say so. I'm a big sports person, um, so it, it fits nicely with what I represent. And at this point in time, I, I think we're in a very dynamic period where – we're appealing to many different types of groups, and people are excited about coming back to the island after what's been a very, very long two years. Yeah, that is very true. So I, so I guess today we're here to talk about the Experience uh, Investment Program. So if you just want to talk a bit about that and how has it been used to incentivize the creation of new businesses within the tourism sector. Yeah, for sure. So this is a program that's been going on pretty much since the BTA came in, into existence. Uh, it's an opportunity for tourism entrepreneurs or would-be entrepreneur, entrepreneurs to apply to the BTA for assistance, whether that's funding and, and financial support, whether it's marketing support, or whether it's just leveraging the BTA's contacts and being able to collaborate with other like-minded businesses. Okay, so that's good. So have, have you seen, um, I guess, a more diverse um, set of like applications that have come in since like pre-pandemic versus versus now? I, I would definitely say so. Um, so in years gone by, uh, we've always had a workshop that allows people to come in and get a feel for exactly what it is that BTA is looking to do in the coming year. Um, BTA is, is definitely a research-driven organization, so everything we do, uh, it, it has that sort of mindset to it. Um, so we have identified some areas that – we're hoping that entrepreneur, entrepreneurs can step in and fill voids with. And uh, once people do actually come to that workshop or, or go do that workshop presentation, it's a lot easier to align what their ideas are with exactly what it is the BTA is looking for. And I mentioned that because in prior years, um, not everyone would have accessed that information. Um, so you can imagine the applications were all over the place. Uh, people just putting in what they thought was best. And I'm not saying that this precludes anyone with their own ideas, um, but we're very insistent on trying to fill specific gaps. Um, so if you, you know, added two plus two and you came out with four, then you're heading in the right direction. Okay, so so what are some of the, 
like the key goals and objectives in regards to the um, experience investment program for the BTA? Uh, so this is an investment program where we're not really expecting uh, a return, a monetary return back to the organization, but rather our return on investment, uh, the biggest factor would be the increased visitor spend on island. Um, and I say that because, I mean, that that is essentially our mandate. Uh, we want people, as much as we love our visitors, we want them to come and part with their hard-earned money um, because more money in, in Bermuda bodes well for the economy at large. Um, so that's a big one. Um, if an experience can leverage a visitor to come and stay longer in Bermuda, that that's also big. Um, if it creates jobs for other Bermudians, um, what's another one? One that might uh, have media benefits, so it might be a, a, an event that we could see re residual effects from where people are able to leverage social media and creating a, a higher and better profile for the island at large. Well, and would you say some of these objectives, uh, maybe pre-pandemic, have they kind of shifted as, as we've gone through COVID for the BTA and like what you guys are kind of looking for? Well, I think things are constantly shifting. Um, the return on investment that we're looking to get, those do remain somewhat static um, because those are the metrics that we can measure against. Okay, um, if, if we have X amount of people that come every year, but now we have an increase because of all these great experiences that we're, we're supporting, um, then that's easy for us to see that this program can stand on its own merit. Okay, so... Um do you have any of the successful initiatives that um, kind of have taken place within the last year within the um, EIP that, that you can talk about? Yeah, so a great one uh, would be Buna, the gallery and cafe, Buna Cafe and Gallery, I should say. Um, if, if you're familiar with Hog Bay Level Up in Somerset on that White Hill stretch, yep. um, Dana Celeste, she's done a fantastic job in revamping that, that spot and now, as much as it's a, a coffee cafe, she does live entertainment there on specific occasions. And one's actually coming up this weekend, and it's been billed as Soulful Sundays. Um, so that that's a big part of what we're looking to fill, uh, a big gap that we're looking to fill live from Udian Entertainment. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's done, done really well for herself up there. I just want to give it a little extra plug, if you don't mind, um, David, because I've been a sure. part of that experience up there. I do the sound for Dana for our Soulful Sunday sessions and uh, uh, the best of, of some young and some seasoned entertainers with a little performance space. It's, it's not fancy, it's intimate. And I think that's part of the thing where we want to incentivize folks. It's not about putting on huge things, but um, just uh, meaningful experiences, you know, value for the money invested by the people buying a ticket and have the mindset created that we have the talent that deserves a ticket price for entry, for one thing, you know, and to patronize the business that is making the effort. And that certainly is what Dana is doing firsthand. I can say that um, it's been hugely successful. Yeah, I, I would even just piggyback off of that and say that in just a small amount of time that she's been there, although I haven't been there myself, I can see like through other people's social medias mm -hmm. and her social media presence that just a small amount of time that she's been there, it already has a like a backing and this uh social and cultural feel to it. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is a really good um, initiative that, that um, to be, for her to be a part of the um, Experience Investment Program speaks to that. I agree uh, completely. And I, I've had the opportunity to go and experience the space. And 
if, if you haven't, I would definitely recommend that you do. Uh, she's very big in, into the arts, uh, whether that's visual or, or musical. And I, I didn't realize that there was as much space there. And it mm. has become a, a makeshift gallery of sorts where she allows people that might not have as much visibility as they like, um, that don't have the platform of uh, Bermuda National Gallery or, or Masterworks or something along those lines to come display their artwork and potentially generate some commissions from it. I, I would agree. Even um, just, I know my dad a couple months ago, he's started to get back into photography and he was actually a part of, of one of the showcases that she had and he had nothing um, but nice things to say about her, the, um, the night and everything. So it's good, it's good to hear. Yeah, and, and Justin, you saying that, that's a very, very good example of how as much as she, the entrepreneur in this situation, came to the BTA and applied for investment funding, we said yes to her, but her residual effects are out in the community as well. So people like your father are hopefully having a positive experience with her and her position in the community and that all starts with her applying and, and getting some level of support from the BTA. Yep, exactly. Well, and this helps us to transition into the next question, which will be, uh, how does entrepreneurship and small business uh, formation play a role in helping the BTA reach its overall objective? Well, that, that's an easy one. I, I would love to be in control. Or maybe I wouldn't love it, but <laughs> I, I would love to be in firm control of all the assets that Bermuda has. But as it stands, the BTA is in control of very little when it comes to actual assets, Bermuda assets. Um, so what we are very insistent on is encouraging entrepreneurs uh, to create businesses and experiences um, because as much as we can sell Bermuda uh, until we go blue in the face, uh, when they come and visitors do come to the island, they need experiences, they need positive experiences um, to really polish their trip off um, and hopefully encourage them to, if not, come back themselves, tell other people about how great and fantastic Bermuda is. And um, have, have you seen a shift in maybe the type of experiences that uh, tourists or visitors are, are looking for when they come to the island? I, in, in my time here, I would say yes. And I, I say it like that because I think we've, consistently been trying to shed this persona of Bermuda being, you know, a destination for honeymooners or people that are looking to come on cruise ships and things like that. And again, I know everyone's tired of hearing the C word COVID um, and COVID really has put a dampener on Bermuda at large for the last couple of years. But I think we were starting to turn a corner in terms of the, the excitement and the dynamic experiences that were on offer. I think the, the easiest one to reference would be Carnival. Um, and you had Bermuda Heroes Weekend um, that sort of got the summer started. And if you ask 10 Bermudians uh, overseas, what time period would they recommend to friends to come to the island? I'm pretty sure 10 out of 10 would say cut match time. Um, so as much as cut match time is fantastic, we, we want to get people to come to Bermuda 12 months out of the year. Um, so we can take some of those really great experiences and push them to other parts of the year that might not get as much love, um, and that makes our job that much easier. And do you do you have any idea of the different type of experiences throughout the year that um, you know even locals can get a part of that they might no, not know of? 
So they're, they're constantly evolving. Um, right now, uh, we're at a very interesting time. I'm sure you guys have, are familiar with the USATF track meet that was just announced last week. Mm-hmm. Um, that's early April. Um, this weekend, there will be uh, Sail GP, which we're hosting in May. The season two finale is actually taking place in San Francisco. Um, so what we're doing locally is partnering with a handful of different restaurants and bars um, so that people can go out and have a, have a you know have a couple of drinks or have have a meal uh, while they're taking in that race and you know start to generate some excitement for the mm-hmm. races that are going to happen in Bermuda in May. And attached to that will be uh, some raffles, some giveaways, um, just easy ways for for us as Bermudians to get excited about uh, a really great and positive event that's coming back to Bermuda. Yeah, and I will say I think um, you know I, we're all tired of saying the word COVID, but I think COVID has really allowed people to kind of um, kind of look inward. And I think people are definitely willing to get out and can't wait to get out and experience new things that they might not have seen. So I think uh, CLGP and just um, a lot of the programs that are offered around the island, I think we'll definitely start to see a lot of momentum in that leading into um, the tourist season. Yeah, and I'd like to think yeah, that think it inspired, so, but... sorry, David, that it inspired locals no, right. to get involved in hospitality in general, because so many of us didn't get to go anywhere. We did experience some things here on the island that our that our visitors love to come and do all the time, and realized that um, you know interacting with locals is also what visitors would like to do a lot of. So uh, you know, having them get involved in it and have a real experience with Bermudians providing service or providing an uh, entertainment or providing something exciting to do or some knowledge to get, be that you know historical or or fun like carnival, like in Cup Match that we talked about or concerts. We just want our, our local folk to understand that we have something very special in our product here and we need to showcase it and be proud of it as Bermudians and be willing to uh, provide that quality of service that uh, that five-star service that, that that guests are looking for and the knockoffs that come with the with the big events we've been talking about yeah I, I'd agree with both of you and a byproduct of COVID if and, and a silver lining if you want to call, call, call it that uh, would be that some people that might have lost their jobs or had their jobs reduced have looked at prior ideas um, that they might not have acted on had nothing changed. And we've seen some really creative people come to the fore with things that we hadn't really heard of. Um, and again, this is what this program is for. Uh, maybe the past couple of years have given you more courage to put pen to paper and flesh out that business plan. And now you're at a point where you just need a little bit of capital to, you know, get the experiential side of whatever it is you're trying to do and get that ball rolling. Yeah, I would agree. I would, even on um, BDC side, we've seen um, quite a large number of people seeking out advice or even seeking out uh, funding to start the entrepreneurial journey. So I think although people might have lost their, their jobs or reduced hours or, or anything, I think it's like you said, has pushed kind of people to you know, take that leap of faith and take that idea and try to um, make it work. So I, I definitely agree with that. Certainly. So um, how? just speaking of COVID um, and the impact that it's had on tourism sector and everything, uh, how would you say that the previous um, Experience Investment Program recipients have adjusted since COVID? 
So that that is a really tricky one because of the stop and go nature of the restrictions and the policies that have been in place. Um, every successful applicant, uh, we we have contracts that they need to review, and we enter into an agreement where there are milestones in place and deliverables that need to be met uh, before they get certain tranches of funds. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because some people. They get really excited when they find out, oh, you can uh, receive up to $75,000 in funding. Mm-hmm. And some people just wrongfully assume that they're going to get 75k up front and be off into the races. Yeah. That couldn't be further from the truth. So there are a lot of checks and balances in place. And I can think of one experience where you know, a lot of this is predicated on visitors actually coming to the island and partaking of said experience. Um, and because of that stop and go nature that we just referenced, um, they really didn't have a platform to do anything that they said and felt that they could do. Um, so for us, it's an opportunity to sort of reevaluate where that specific agreement might stand. And hopefully if the entrepreneur or proprietor is still in a position to uh, look at it, possibly extending that specific agreement. Okay. And, and would you say that, um, you know, there are con- contracts or are checks and balances, as you said. Is there a way for an entrepreneur maybe to kind of tweak that or um, take that experience and kind of expand on it? Yeah, I would definitely say so. And anytime an entrepreneur has an opportunity to tweak or perfect what it is that they're trying to bring to fruition, we're, we're all for it. And the lines of communication never close. So if someone had an idea that could polish that thing up even more, then we'd be all theirs. Okay. So how would you define an experience? And I know before you talked about there are certain uh, key areas that the BTA is kind of looking for for people to invest in. So what are some of the things that you look for uh, when you're reviewing um, applications? And how would you define an experience? Gotcha. That's a great question. So I'll start by saying, again, this doesn't preclude someone with an idea that might fall out outside of these ideas, um, but this is just some of the gaps that the BTA has identified. Uh, food cultural experiences uh, that are great in and of themselves, but specifically ones that are delivered consistently. Um, experiences that position Bermuda's authentic Bermuda history in innovative ways, uh, what else? Environmental experiences that highlight that highlight uh, some of the best practices in Bermuda, um, and from a sustainability standpoint, that seems to be a huge buzzword in PR circles these days. And it, it's not just something that we're trying to hop on. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a sustainability standpoint, we feel that Bermuda could be at the forefront of, of a really big push. Um, adventures or experiences that take place in the local assets that we have, natural assets. Um, So Carnival that we mentioned, some of these bands, they have different parties and things that happen in different locations that some people might not have ever thought of. Hmm. And for us, yes, it's great. You can have a party. And I I like to reference uh, the the barge at Shelly Bay. I've heard many stories from people that are carnival chasers around the world but they had never been to a carnival party that took place on water. Yeah. So that was one of the one of the feathers in the cap that the Bermuda Carnival had and still has up until this point because to my knowledge, no other destinations have uh, a carnival-related party on the water. 
Um, and some other ones would be live entertainment that happens regularly and then experiences that attract African-American travelers. Okay. And, and I'm glad that um, that you kind of brought up the, the African-American travelers because I think you guys had put out a study maybe a couple of years ago to say that they were kind of the the, the number one growing um, demographic that's doing a lot of traveling. Um, so is, is that when it comes to those type of travelers, are they coming here mostly for... Um, you know, diaspora, di- the diaspora, or are they here just looking for a great time in general? I would say both. Um, and it, it typically depends on the time of year that a traveler does come to Bermuda. What I've found in, in my experience is that if travelers are coming between, let's say, October, November to March, April, mm-hmm. um, they typically want a more laid back type of vacation. Um, they're typically isn't as much to do in Bermuda, but I, I love to refer that refer to that time period as the arts and cultural and historical time of year where we can really hone in on the things that makes Bermuda what it is. And then you get summertime travelers that they're, they're looking for that fun in the sun um, and just going full throttle. And I think Bermuda can appeal to both types of traveler. And from an African-American traveler standpoint, historically, I'm sure that some have felt like they've been overlooked, um, but when you have a population as dynamic as Bermuda's, um, it, it's very easy to appeal to African American travelers. And why not leverage that? Exactly. So, what would you say um, to date? How many businesses have been supported through this program, um, and then how much support has been invested in local experiences? Do you think? Okay, uh, so to date, I can't remember a, a specific number. I know that it's over 200 that we've supported since 2014, 2015. And if you're looking for a financial figure, I want to say it's, it's somewhere in the region of $4 million, $4 million that we've uh, supported with. Okay, I, I would actually say that that's quite a substantial amount of businesses that, you know, that down the line just not supports the entrepreneur, but spurs the economy, people hire people, um, and things like that. So I think that's quite a substantial number. Definitely. And again, you you definitely have businesses that come to the BTA where 75K, it, it sounds really good, but funds aren't always what a business needs. Um, so as a destination marketing organization, if you come to us and we're able to plug what, what it is that you're trying to do through our various channels, that might be a great way for you to get a foothold into whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, and again, the contacts and collaboration are pretty key in that uh, as the BTA, we have connections with a lot more people. And the easiest example I can give is if you have a great experience but have no way to get people to and from, it, it's hard to, to make that happen. But if we're aware of a mini bus driver who at a specific time of year he's looking for more business and you have an experience, uh, we'd be happy to connect those dots, so to say. Okay. And, and I know earlier you said that, um, you know, we, we call it an investment program, but the BTA is not really looking at um, like a financial return per se. But um, what, what are some of the key metrics? I know you touched on it a bit, but like what are some of the key metrics that you look for um, in that return? And then also... Um, how do you gauge that when it comes to the individual businesses? 
So the first thing that I'd say is that we, we have on our team, our business intelligence team, um, someone that can calculate the economic impact of every proposal that comes to us. Um, so the information that is submitted through every application, which is why the application is so vital, that's pulled um, and that allows us to see exactly dollar for dollar how far our funds are going. Uh, but then beyond that, uh, we like to look at things like if the experience is actually going to increase the visitor's spend, um, if the visitors are actually going to stay for this experience versus uh, maybe it's an experience that happens and a visitor is already on island and they just happen across it type thing. Um, will your experience create jobs, peripheral jobs um, for other Bermudians? Um, is it an experience where the returns can be reinvested into the tourism economy. Um, and then I think the last one I mentioned earlier was just the media exposure that your business or your experience possesses. Is that an opportunity for Bermuda um, to sell Bermuda even more to the world? And I, and I will say, I know you t touched on um, if, if a visitor or a local just finds the experience, you know, just while on island, do you see that people tend to be more engaged um, before they come to Bermuda with specific um, experiences or is it more of a you guys guide them or someone like a tourism ambassador has guided them to these specific experiences? It's definitely a bit of both. Uh, most people, research shows uh, that they start planning for a trip 90 days out and, and even longer. Um, so if, if we have stand-up, experiences or events that can let the appetite of visitors, um, that makes it that much easier for us to, to sell Bermuda because these people are planning ahead. And it, it's having these events and experiences in place that might give Bermuda a bump over someone else in our competitive set, um, which is why it's so important to have uh, hotels that can accommodate huge groups. Um, because when you do have the corporate incentive groups and you have the sporting groups that come in, that allows a bigger hotel to fill up. But then when that gets full, other hotels start to fill up as well. Um, but specifically in terms of how do we direct people, we have a great team uh, led by my, my good friend, Jakai, um, down at the VSCs. And when visitors access them, uh, they have a wealth of information at their disposal. So even if they weren't aware of, of certain things, um, they can be made very aware of what there is to do in Bermuda while they're on island. Okay, perfect. Because I think that that'll, you know, kind of come up of what type of exposure outside of, you know, the business itself, what kind of exposure is given and, and how will people find me kind of thing. So. Sure. Um, and then I know you had talked about uh, Buna. Um, but do you have any other success stories from the last group of recipients or even maybe not the last group, just um, groups in general from the past? Another one that comes to mind would be High Notes on the Harbor. Um, Danny O'Connor down at Whitehorse and Tobacco Bay, he's done a really, really admirable job at reinvigorating St. George's, um, in, in my humble opinion. And he came to us with a proposal to get entertainment to happen right on the water and as much as it takes place right outside of Whitehorse and he, he has found different ways to really amplify that that has the residual effects of energizing the town of St. George um, so that 
to me has been a really successful one. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, wine on Wednesday comes to mind. We had an entrepreneur who has like a wine tasting every Wednesday, and it's a way for locals and and visitors to engage each other. I'm in a very friendly, easy atmosphere. I'm taking in uh, some of the best that Bermuda has to offer. Um, long story short, Kristen White down in St. George's again. Um, she has some really, really great tours that she has put together um, and and has found ways to highlight uh, the, the ancestry, the African ancestry that Bermudians possess down in St. George's specifically, as well as peripheral food tours, uh, scavenging tours, just awesome stuff that's happening in Bermuda right now. And, and like I said, I think those are things that, that Bermudians um, love to enjoy as well and starting to. Um, but I'm just cognizant of time and coming up on, on, on the hour. But um, if you just want to let our listeners know, like, when do applications open and then how can people find more information? No, that's a very great point. I know this half hour goes by in a hurry. It really does. Um, so the easiest way for people... To get more information would be to access the BTA's website, go to bermuda.com. And that's not me saying to your listening audience to go to bermuda.com. It's actually G-O-T-O bermuda.com. And once they're on the webpage, they can just go to the search box and type in experience investment. And the first link that pops up should give you all the information you need. You have the presentation uh, from past workshops. Uh, you have the link to the portal. Um, which will allow you to get that application rolling. And I would definitely stress before we get off that people should give themselves as much time as possible. It's a very robust application. Uh, some of the things that you need are contingent on other people, a lot of support and the like. Um, so don't wait until the last day. And the last day is March 31st. Um, don't wait until the day before to say, yeah, I'll, I'll slip around to getting this thing sorted out. Give yourself as much time as possible. And, and I, I guess I'll piggyback just from what you said earlier of don't feel that you're limited to some of the options that David had um, referenced earlier. If you feel that it's an experience that you can, you know, get into the island and, you know, don't be afraid to put your ideas forward. Mm. Exactly. And as as much as uh, this round will end on March 31st, we have two rounds every year. So the next round will take place in September. Um, if you were to submit something and you were not successful in this round, um, I would hope that that doesn't discourage you. Use it as a learning opportunity and hopefully tweak your application to come back with some more heat. All right. Thank you very much, David. I appreciate it. You guys have a great afternoon. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. And uh, all those ones that you mentioned earlier have all uh, taken part in some of the initiatives and, and business help that the um, BEDC puts on on a regular basis. So make sure you stay in touch with BEDC. They're real easy to be in touch with and always have good advice on how to make sure these applications are the best for what you guys are looking for. So I just throw that plug in for you, Deshaun. <laughs> Thank you, definitely. <laughs> Certainly. And, and before I do get off, I just want to make sure that I, I get my email in there. If anyone has any questions at all, feel free to reach out to me. It's D as in David Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S, at BermudaTourism, all spelled out, dot com. I'd be happy to help.
Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. I think we've minded a whole bunch of business today. We have made it to the bottom of the hour. Uh, so thank you for joining us. David, we know you got a gazillion things to uh, to get right back to. So appreciate you spending time with us today. And uh, Deshaun, great job, mate. And I think we're going to be doing it again a couple more times while Jamila is uh, out and about doing the other things she has to do. And we hope uh, everyone will join us again next Thursday. Same time, same place. And as Jamila and I always say, uh, if you don't mind your business, who will? will. <laughs> and we hope you'll join us again <laughs> next Thursday. Thanks, Deshaun. Thanks, David. Thank Take care. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Mind Your Business with BEDC. Bermuda business starts here.